Hello everyone, this is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we'll be continuing finalizing our Park Icons mini-series. Wrapping it up, although we're probably going to prolong it a little bit. Yeah. Because um, we want to do like... Um, we want to do Sorcerer like, Hat. Yeah. The Matterhorn, yeah. Mickey's Fun Wheel, Sun Wheel, Pixar Power Ground. Yeah, so, so we might prolong it a little bit. Um, I would say that'd be like a Patreon thing, but um, how do I put this? Uh, we don't have enough Patreon <laughs> subscribers to make it worth our while. Like we right. have like barely any of most of them are family. So that's okay. <laughs> you know? That's all right. We do this for fun. We do and... it. Yeah, exactly. But my point is, we're not gonna like hide it or anything. Like paywall right. it. We're gonna just put yep. it out there and uh, prolong that. And we got a couple of other ideas for things we want to do, but. Um, I've really enjoyed this Park Icons thing. I think it's been great. Yeah, and I think this is a great one to wrap it up with in terms of the actual Park Icons. Yeah, you're just saying that because it is like the big icon that everyone thinks of. It is the big icon everyone thinks of, which to me makes it feel like a good ending one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The old Cinderella Castle bookend. Oh, yeah. Blink. But before we get into that, what are you excited about this week? Um... You know, I feel like I have to say 4th of July because, you know, tis the season. Um, We went to a local parade yesterday that was kind of fun. Um, It was weird because it was like a bunch of local. So everyone who was like local to our area. And so you had like way more fire trucks than I thought existed. Um, Tractors, things like that. But then like... um, the local mortuary had their hearse driving the parade, which I thought was like insane. Um, they had a sign that was like, you know, the sign had like the name of the mortuary and then, um, or the funeral home. And then like, I don't know what it said, but it said something like, we support this town. And I was like, yeah. Ugh. you know, at least it, at least it didn't say like, see you soon or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that was super weird. There was no body in the back from what I could see. No, no but it was all decorated casket. with it red, white, and blue flowers. Well, and the flowers were like as the flowers were in such a way to where it seemed like it was in a funeral procession. Correct. Yeah. Um, like so, on the front of the, on the hood of the car. And then on the very back the by back. the back window. So, yep. so I hated it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was strange. But anyway, yeah, the, the 4th of July is a fun holiday. Um. I always like grilling and hanging out with the family outside. It feels like kind of a kickoff to summer. It does. Way. Yep. Um, and then we bought uh, some fireworks, which was exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, I I shot some off last night, and our daughter really liked them. Yep. And then we have some more for the actual fourth tomorrow. Correct. Which I think will be, you know, cool. Yeah. And like coming that. from California, I never shot off fireworks ever. And so, you know, droughts and whatnot, have, you don't want to like start a wildfire that burns down the whole state. And even before like droughts, it was kind of illegal to buy them there. You couldn't just get them. And here, like, you can just kind of get them, which is crazy. Technically. Well, there's like a warehouse I go to, and it's just like insane. I mean, people like fill up their carts with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fireworks. Yeah. And um, it's one of the wildest scenes I've ever seen, um, especially being a cat from, from the Bay Area. So. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, I enjoy doing it and, um, hopefully I don't lose a finger cause I type with those. Yeah, you do. You kind of need those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited about the 4th of July. I love fireworks. I love holidays and decorating and getting dressed up. I think that stuff is all really fun. But also what I'm excited about is today, Monday, the day this episode comes out is the start of the third trimester. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you Congratulations know, to you. If you've ever been a pregnant person, the third trimester, man. It's it, a doozy. It is a doozy, but yeah. that means we're we're getting close to the end. So. Yeah, we're getting to the point where I have to start bending over and tying your shoes yep. and putting on your shoes for you. Yep. I have to help you off the couch, things yep. like that, which is good. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good, good times. Good yeah. times. Uh, Two quick things that I wanted to just mention. Um, First and foremost, we saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny this weekend. It was really good, actually. I loved it. Um, It kind of um, uh, quenched my thirst for wanting to like be at Jack Lindsay's and go on um, Temple of the Forbidden Eye in Disneyland and all that stuff. So it was a good movie, I thought. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought I actually really liked the last one with Shia LaBeouf. It's been, what, like 10 
years since that came out. It's been I don't, a while. I never saw it, so I don't recall. Um, but the bummer about the last one is I did not like, spoiler, spoiler horn. Spoiler <laughs> the ending was just like aliens. Yeah. I kind of want to watch ah, it for that reason. That I see is it such being a like. a cop out to me because it was yeah. such a good movie and you get to the end and you're like, what? It's mm-hmm. aliens. This one, there was a. It was not aliens. There was a supernatural ish twist, mm-hmm. but like it, it was no really good. This film, it was really good. Yeah. Um, this is not a spoiler. Uh, at all because it happens literally within the first 30 seconds of the film and we all know from unless you're someone who like me full media blackouts on trailers um they did like de-aging on harrison ford with ai and um you know deep fake technology and stuff like that um but what i found to be really upsetting about the movie at first was that um it had young harrison ford's face with old harrison ford's voice yeah (laughs) so he sounded like you know harrison ford from the force awakens but looking like he was in his 30s it was really disorienting and it took me a while to get over it but fortunately it wasn't like the whole movie and the one thing i just want to add if you're a harrison ford fan um if you've not seen the movie age of adeline go check that out that also came out probably almost 10 years ago now mm-hmm. so i think yeah. we were the movie was okay it but it but I loved it. And the guy that they found to play young Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. I said they almost could have used him in this current You always film say that, yeah. Because he looks exactly like young Harrison Ford, which I, I'm wondering almost if they did use him in this movie. And then kind of like in um whatever Star Wars movie. Ugh, where they, Solo. Where they used. Oh, no, no, no. no, no Rogue One. Where You're they talking did about Rogue One. And yep. Mandalorian. Correct, yeah. where they had somebody else being Luke Skywalker, and then they just did the mm-hmm. CGI. And Leia and yeah, Grandma yep. Tarkin and all that. Right. So I'm wondering if they did or could have used um, the guy that played young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline. It's possible. Then did, just, did, did, did you look that up and find out or no? If you look on IMDb, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't show him. But if you search like characters in the new Harrison Ford movie, he shows up on the Google search. So it seems like people think that they. I don't know. People don't know. Yep. I don't but know. Yeah, the internet's um, not reliable, so. Yeah, maybe we can talk about it another time, the whole movie, but uh, good, 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 good. The, the final thing I wanted to just mention before we um, get into Cinderella's Castle is that uh, we got back from our California trip last week. It was cool. You know, it's good being out there. We didn't, unfortunately, go to Disneyland, but one thing, two things I wanted to mention. Um, the first thing was that we went to a San Francisco Giants game, which is something I really, really wanted to do because they're like my favorite baseball team. And um, we bought churros, and they stunk. Yep. They were so bad. I just have to get that out of the way. We we just did um, like a deep dive into churros mm-hmm. like a month ago. They were not. They were chewy and stale and had a terrible taste. Yep. Um, I didn't actually finish mine. It was yep. not for me at all. Yeah, they were no Disney churros. I'll tell not you that. Not even close. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Two things. And then the other thing with it was uh, um, this the last week they had the um, Hawaiian shirt giveaway, which yeah. we found out was done by a um, friend of the show, um, Jared Mariama. And uh, super cool shirt. I ended up snagging one on eBay because I really wanted one. And right. I but couldn't we couldn't get... make it to the game. Yeah. And honestly, I bought it for less than I would have paid for a ticket, parking, beer, the whole thing. Yep. Um, so I'm really excited about that shirt. Thanks, Jared. It's perfect. And I'm glad that you did it for... Uh, the Giants and yeah. not the Dodgers. Yes. It's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into Cinderella's Castle, just really quick, guys, don't forget to uh, um, uh, subscribe to our show if you didn't do so, so that way you can get announced or get the notifications when they come out. Um, be sure to, you know, when you are able, give us a nice review and, and rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. And let's jump into Cinderella's Castle and the history of it. It. So Cinderella's Castle opened October 1st, 1971 with Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom. It actually was completed in 1971 in July. So it was ready well before the park opened. Um, And it took 18 months of construction to make the castle happen. As we've talked about with other icons, it is less than 200 feet. So it doesn't have to have that little flashing aircraft light on top so it stands at 189 feet tall from the bottom of the moat 
is how they measure it there. Um, it is more than 100 feet taller than Disneyland's castle. Do you hear that, Stephen? We know because Disneyland's castle is like 70 something feet. More than 100 feet taller. I know. I know. We're not in a castle, castle measuring contest. <laughs> you know? The other thing that I thought was interesting about this is um, they used forced perspective on this as well. Right. I didn't know that. To make it look even larger than it is. So we've talked about forced perspective on the show before with various attractions and icons. But um, so it looks even larger than it is. And it is right at the end of Main Street, as we referred to in the last episode. Um, what did they call it? The weenie of yeah, the park. The, the, so that it, the park's weenie. Yeah. So it draws you to the end of Main Street. It wants mm-hmm. you to walk down Main Street yeah. to the very center of Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that sort of stands in the middle of all of the other Right. It's something to go lands. Correct. Exactly. Right. Um. The Imagineer, Herbert Ryman, we've heard his name before, was the chief designer on the project. And it was designed based on the film Cinderella and the late Gothic style of the 1400s. It's also inspired by several real castles. I do not know how to pronounce any of the names of these castles, so I just took note of where the castles are. Can you try? Because I I blunder at least six or seven words an episode. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be nowhere close. Hit me with like one of them. Nope. Did you not write them down in your notes to avoid this exact scenario? Well, I could easily pull it up on the other screen, but no. I just, okay. I would sound like I'm trying to pronounce German and I know absolutely zero German. So (laughs) several of these real castles are in Germany, France, Spain, and Scotland. Um, there, let's first talk about the construction and the actual aspects of the castle on the exterior. So it doesn't have any real gold like the Disneyland castle and no real bricks, despite its appearance, which we've talked about in the past on our show. Right. But the inner structure of it is 600 tons of steel for the frame, then a 10 inch thick concrete wall around that. And most of the exterior is a very hard fiber reinforced gypsum plaster supported by metal studs. The very ornate upper towers are then made of fiberglass, which people assume that a lot of the castle is made of fiberglass because of the look. But you have a lot of it is just reinforced like plaster Mm -hmm. around concrete and steel. And that is so that it holds up in those Florida hurricane winds. Oh, yeah. You got to. Um, the roofs are made with shingles of some of the same plastic that computer monitor shells are made from. Interesting. And okay. they attached that to steel. So that like it what was they were, more... what, sorry, what they were made from, like in the old windows and Apple II days. I'm well, assuming. I would also assume if you, so not Apple computers, but I well, mean old Apple computers, but I'm assuming even like, think about like a Dell monitor now, that hard plastic yeah. on the back of a thin Dell monitor. I'm assuming that's the same plastic that they used to use on computers in the 90s, right? You want to know something interesting? What's it? The Apple II came out in 1977. What the Betsy? So, yeah, yeah. So, I wonder. 77 is when it was. 71? 77? 71. 71 is the oh, part. Oh, that's not interesting. I'm sorry. Doc on it. That's not interesting at all. I thought for some well, reason I got the confused. Same, it's the same type of plastic. Yeah. So, it may have so been cool. like a conspiracy of computer yeah, yeah, plastics. For sure. Title. There you go. Um, and then they lifted these shingle roof pieces by crane and welded them permanently to the structure. So there is actually a rumor that is not true that the castle can be disassembled and moved if there were to be a large hurricane to come. But that's not true. Um, it is built to withstand up to about 125 mile per hour winds like any of the other Florida icons. Mm-hmm. So a major hurricane, it would probably be OK there. You know, there would probably be some damage, but. We haven't seen anything take out Disney so far. So yeah, there you go. They're built to withstand the hurricanes. It would not be worth them trying to disassemble this castle because it, it can withstand some pretty right. intense winds. Right. So the moat around the castle, I was so surprised by this number. It is filled with 3.37 million gallons of water. Wow. I... In thinking about it, I'm like, how is there that much water? Is it in depth that or just sheer? It must be. I mean, but if you think about how big the castle is, too. Yeah. So the the area around it. 
Um, and then the drawbridge cannot mm. actually be raised, like the Disneyland drawbridge. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned that in the I did. last episode. Yeah, it's the only the Disneyland one's the only one in the in the world yes. that actually right. Is so the drawbridge is not functional. Um, and here's a fun fact for you. So, have you ever noticed there's no mosquitoes in Disney World? I have. And Florida is known for its humidity, right? Correct. Which usually mosquitoes come with humidity mm-hmm. and, and water. And Disney is built on a on a swamp. Literally a swamp. Yes. So Disney has several tricks for this. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to talk about one of the mosquito tricks. I think today. I know the trick. Do you I'm think not, you know? I, do, I mean, I, I've heard it. So there's several tricks. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of them that they utilize with the moat is all water in mm-hmm. Walt Disney World, in any of the parks, the properties, mm-hmm. it's not sitting still. Right. It's constantly It's constantly moving. So yeah. either there's fountains down underneath mm-hmm. or there's some sort of um flow going on right, from right. the water so that the mosquitoes can't like lay their eggs and yeah. have it be standing mm-hmm. water for and them they're like, to they lay their eggs reproduce. and they go, oh my gosh my baby yeah and it just so, floats down the uh, yeah the so boat, there's you know? so mosquitoes do not come into magic kingdom that seems like it does two things it deters mosquitoes and it also prevents like buildup of algae right and uh stuff like that yep. you know absolutely you cool. don't see it being all green I mean, you may, they, they, I'm sure they clean it, but it definitely sure is a preventative measure of yes, sorts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, here's another fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. There are 27 towers mm-hmm. on the Walt Disney World um, Magic Kingdom Castle, and they are labeled 1 through 29, skipping numbers 13 and 17, because before the construction even started, they realized that you could not see Tower 13 or Tower 17 from anywhere in the park. Interesting. So they were like, we're not even going to build them also because you can't see them. You know, bad luck. I know. It's an unlucky number, which right. that's not even why they didn't build it. It's just because the other buildings in Fantasyland mm-hmm. prevented you from being able to see those two towers. So they saved time and money. Wow. That's cool. Um, even I wonder if like even from like Splash Mountain, if you couldn't see them. I don't know. Maybe but it said from anywhere side. in the park. Interesting. So I don't okay. know. Okay. Cool. Um, the tower in front with mm-hmm. the clock on it is tower number 10, and the tallest tower is tower number 20. Now, with the clock, if you've ever noticed, the Roman numeral 4 on the clock is written as I-I-I-I, mm-hmm. which some may say, that's not how you write Roman numeral 4. I mean, technically. But it is technically historically accurate to the time period Interesting, because we didn't change the Roman numeral four to IV until after the colonial period. And remember, Cinderella's castle is based on like a 1400s Gothic style castle. Neutwastein castle. Neutwastein. That's the German one. In my very American um, affectation. Yes. I, I don't know German. So yes, that's a lot about the construction of the actual castle. Now the interior of Cinderella's castle has a lot going on. Some of this I knew, some of this I didn't know, so I'm interested to see how much you know, Stephen. Well, if you recall, uh, if I may, last episode, I didn't even know you can go into it. I know. I thought that that ding-dang stage took it all up. blocking it all the time. So I had no idea you can walk through it. My recollection is that I've never even been inside of the that good castle. I know, I know, which... Oddly enough, I don't know when the last time I was inside Cinderella's castle was. Right. Because I usually don't go straight through there. I usually don't spend much time in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Next time. Yes, next time. So originally, there was supposed to be a suite inside of Cinderella's castle for executives, but the project fell through because, as we know, Walt died about five years before it opened. So it became a call center, like a telephone call center. Then a dressing room, and it is now a, the Cinderella suite, mm-hmm. as we know Where it. you can stay for an exorbitant amount of money. Interesting that you say that, because I'm going to talk about the fact that you can't. Bum, bum, like, bum. I can't because of our budget? Or, like, you, as in the general, you cannot? Wait until you Okay, we'll find out. It. We'll find out. Um, there are three elevators inside the castle. One is for guests going from Cinderella's Royal Table Lobby to the second floor where the restaurant is located. The second elevator is for restaurant staff, and it goes from the utilidors to a break room on the mezzanine level, then to the kitchen of the restaurant. And the third elevator goes from the utilidors to the breezeway, 
to Cinderella's Royal Table Kitchen, and then the Cinderella Castle Suite. That elevator that hits all of those floors is Mm -hmm. actually in Tower 20, which, as you recall, is the tallest of the towers. Okay. The suite, Cinderella Suite, is about 30 feet below the zip line that is used for Tinkerbell during Mm -hmm. the fireworks show. And the zip line is accessed by ladder. I thought this was such a festive fact. Okay, hit me. For the week of 4th of July, Tinkerbell took her very first flight on July 4th of 1985. Okay. On that zip line. And that zip line, she does about 15 miles per hour. So I thought that was a cute little thing to think about. I love that part of the show. The Castle Suite. Um, How big do you think the Castle Suite is? Like, do you envision it being like this massive thing? Do you envision it like a normal hotel room? I'm going to say it's going to be like eight to 900 square feet. If I don't have the measurements, okay, Whoops. but that's way too big. Um, the castle suite is actually about the size of a standard house in America's master bedroom. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? So was that like two, three hundred, maybe? That sounds pretty big. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the average size of a master bedroom is. I have no idea. Um. 225, so 15 by 15. Yeah. So probably 250 to 300, I would say. Maybe just, let's say, a little bit bigger than that. Sure. And it does have a bathroom, um, but so the suite itself is not very big. Now, here's the interesting part that Stephen said you have to have an exorbitant amount of money. You actually cannot purchase a night there. Oh, yeah. You have to, it's like Club 33. You have to kind of be royally invited. Sort of. So they Mm -hmm. use it often for sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. Um, They did a big push in the early 2000s where they did a sweepstakes for that. Or they use it for things like Make-A-Wish families. I was literally going to say, it seems kind of like a -a Make-A-Wish sort of thing where you would really take care of the kids that need it. Exactly. So it's sort of a very reserved space. Um, And then there is lots of really wonderful decor in the suite. But the grandfather clock in the suite is perpetually stuck at 11.59 p.m., which I thought was really cute. Yeah, because because, because Cinderella. It's going to strike midnight for yeah, Cinderella. Absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Um, additional interior facts. And this is something that Stephen has never seen because he didn't even know you could go inside of Cinderella's castle. Inside the archway, there are actually a series of five mosaics that tell the story of Cinderella. And this was designed by Imagineer Dorothea Redmond. The panels are 15 by 10 feet and were set in place by six artists led by mosaicist Hans something Scharf. I don't know how to say his middle name. He's German. (laughs) Okay. Did you think that this episode was going to be about Nazis too? Because you're in for a treat. Yeah. I mean, hmm. Yeah. I mean, we just saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I know. Of density. So Nazis are in a terrible way on my head because we've been, we, we saw it. We talked about it last week. Now, apparently, you're going to hit me with it one more. And we talked about Nazis one more in again. the Spaceship Earth episode. Yeah. Dang. That sucked. What in the world? All okay. Right, so here we go. It, I guess. Hans something Scharf. I don't know how to say his middle you know, name. Just try. Um, just try. I don't know German. How do you spell it? J O A C H I M. Jochem. Sure. I'm like thinking of it in like Spanish. Yokum? Yokum? Hans Joaquin. Hans Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Sharp. Bo is afraid, Joker. <laughs> Signs with Mel Gibson. Okay, ready? Yeah, sure. So he was a Nazi. <laughs> he was an interrogator Awful. in Germany during World War II. Okay. But get this. Mm-hmm. So he was a Nazi. Yes. Oddly enough, he was renowned for his interrogations and changed how Americans use interrogations ever since. So especially like the FBI, here's what he did. He was completely against physical abuse to gain information. So he was like, a yeah, they they see like. It was more about like and what we see in all these documentaries with serial killers and things mm-hmm. where you try to like show them that you're on their side. You befriend them. You create mm-hmm. a relationship with them so that they'll trust you with information. Mm-hmm. He started this, which is weird. It doesn't seem like that would come from a Nazi. Well, I mean. Doesn't mean he's good. No. Gosh, no. I, no. I want to be very clear about yeah. this. I'm not once defending again, a Nazi. Once again, Parks Academy is officially and always has been and always will be anti-Nazi. Um <laughs> But I think that interrogating and, and torturing people, even if it's psychological, sucks. It, yes, it does. I'm against it. All kinds. 
well, this is in the context of war. Just remember interrogating the context of war. So he yeah. sparked the approach of being the prisoner's advocate during the interrogations, mm-hmm. and he often acted like their friends. He actually shared jokes and food with people, took them for walks, which people were like, "No, they're going to run away," but mm-hmm. they didn't. No, none of his prisoners ever tried to run away. They actually befriended him and went for walks with him outside. Okay. And then after World War II, he actually mm-hmm. immigrated to the United States and became a mosaicist. What in the world? Um, he. What year? What you say? What year did you say? Nineteen fifty-two. I didn't say the year. Oh. It was just after World War II. Okay. okay. So I'm not sure which year. I don't know if it was immediately after the war or several yeah, years later. Sure. But when he was a kid, he was actually a trained artist. Mm-hmm. Um, before he went and became a soldier. And so this sort of went back to his roots of doing art and What's mosaics. What's Nazism being artist? I don't like, know. Like, get off of it, you know? But he has several mosaics, like, all around the place. There's, like, I think there's one in California. There's one in some college in America. They're, they're all over the place. Like, he's a famous mosaicist. Mm-hmm. But he was... Like he was a like, Nazi was he like, he was like literally like in the SS or whatever. Like he was like a factual, actual Nazi. Not like... If you look at what his allegiance was during mm-hmm. World War II, it says Nazi. That sucks. But I, I don't know. So I, I, meh. This isn't really, um, take this with a grain of salt. This isn't really helping Walt Disney's case for the rumors of being an anti-Semite. I know. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's weird. Isn't it weird? I mean, he wasn't around at the time, but right. still, like, I just don't know about all this. I don't know. It just seems like a weird little thing that I never would have thought about. So he helped lead the team that did the mosaics inside of Cinderella's castle hmm. of Cinderella. Yep. So if you'd like to see the murals, um, you can enter through the backside think, by Fantasyland. Um, I think they should. Or cut through the castle. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for the Disney executives to revisit that a little bit. Not saying what they need to do or should do. I just think it might be an interesting thought experiment. I know the to weirdest thing. Reexamine some of the art that's there and say, is this really like who is this in service of? To still yeah, have the it. weirdest thing for me is when you look up information about this guy. I probably read four different sources about him. It's like they're just brushing over that. I mean, he was. I believe he was married to an English woman. Um. And she didn't want him to be a soldier or something. There was, like, some controversy about, like, who was his allegiance actually to because his father-in-law was a British soldier or something. So it seems like people are making him out to be not such a bad guy when you read about him. Um, If you look him up on Google Images, he straight up has the mustache. I'm sure he does. He 100% has the... uh... The mustache. Yeah. Woof. I don't know. So you could like deep dive into learning about this guy if you like history and World War II and art, I guess. I don't Mm. know. Go do some extra research. But I kind of got Nazi'd out after doing all this research and watching Indiana Jones. And yeah, it was interesting. Weird. This episode is brought to you by DeepCut. DeepCut are makers and purveyors of handcrafted, extremely high-quality record storage and displays, shelving, slip mats, coasters, and so much more. We love these guys. They're based out of Minnesota, and they've been sponsoring the show for some time now, but we've actually had DeepCut in our home for years. One of the first things that we got from them were actually our uh, flip record display shelves and their floating U-shelves that we just absolutely love. Uh, their U-shelves are beautiful. We have the walnut uh, the walnut ones that are actually in our bedroom and hold some plants, some photo frames, uh, some books, things like that. And also we have their flip record display shelves in our sitting room uh, where our record player is and we have all of our favorite albums um, easily accessible and, and ready to see at any given time. Um, I, I can't really say enough about how much we, we really love Deep Cut. Um, they're such a great company. Their philosophy is quality and handcraftsmanship and handcrafted products first and uh, it's, it's just one of those places where when you when you get an when you get um uh, when you when you get your package when you get your stuff from deep cut you, you can just tell immediately when you pull it out like you can smell um you can smell the wood you can feel like the quality of it as you are um as you're kind of uh, 
pulling everything out and taking a look at your new products. It's, it's unbelievable. And frankly, it's, it's unrivaled. Um, we have, as the Parks Academy, a very special promo code. You can use the code TPA10 at checkout and you will get 10% off your first order at DeepCut. Listen, guys, I, I, I really got to tell you, um, you can go ahead and apply this to anything um, from their brand new tabletop uh, record stand, which I highly recommend. Uh, their wall cubes, like I said, their, uh, their flip record display shelves, their amazing turntable coasters. And um, also, I love, I, I, I keep saying this, but I love their uh, floating new shelves. I'm such an advocate and, a, uh, and, and someone who um, just loves these products and will we'll, we'll tell it to everyone. I'm not saying this because they sponsor the show. I mean this. Um, we actually got their coasters not that long ago. And one of my favorite things about it is uh, that there's a detail in the middle of the record that says, listen to music the hard way. Um, again, I just, you know, their, their passion for quality and aesthetics and, and, and bringing forward a really great product is, is undeniable. So again, if you go to their website and you type in TPA10, you are going to get 10% off your first order. Thank you again so much to Deep Cut for sponsoring the show and being a part of the Parks Academy. And now back to the show. So let's continue talking about um, the murals, I guess. The murals took more than 22 months to complete and contain more than 300,000 pieces of Italian glass in more than 500 colors. Many of them are hand-cut tiles and are fused with sterling silver and 14-karat gold. Some of these pieces are as small as the head of a tack. So another fun fact about the murals, Cinderella's stepsisters are tinted with different shades. One is slightly red to exemplify red with anger, and one is tinted green to exemplify green with envy as she's trying yeah, on I her can glass see slipper. Yeah, I can see the pictures. That's interesting. Yeah, isn't that cute? That's yeah, a fun little, fun. fun little thing there. Um, so we have talked about the suite, the elevators, the murals. Now also inside the castle are two more things. We have the Bippity Boppity Boutique, which is, it. I mean, it's kind of, it's considered mm -hmm. inside the castle. It's on the backside in sure. Fantasyland in that little space where there used to be a former gift shop, the King's Gallery. And then Cinderella's Royal Table, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, the history of that. Okay. I want to first preface with, can we go to Cinderella's Royal Table next time? You know, I was actually looking at the menu for quite a while while you were talking, and... um. Two things. It is expensive, but it doesn't look as expensive as expensive as I thought. And it's character dining. Seventy nine bucks a person yep. for an adult, and if you have a child under three, it's free. Correct. And we're about to have when we go next, we're about to have two kids under three. Correct. So we could we could do it, frankly. Yeah. You know, I would really like to go after reading about this mm -hmm. history and getting to know. I've I've never been. Yeah. Which is weird. It's one of the most popular restaurants, mm -hmm. one of the most well known restaurants in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, but you were always like more of a not so much a Cinderella person as much as you were like so Cinderella Animal Kingdom sort of stuff. Well, you know but what I Cinderella mean? is one of my favorite princesses. Right. I just I don't like love. I I didn't always love Magic Kingdom the way that I love the I other ones, yeah. and so Magic Kingdom we typically just ate something quick service. We mm -hmm. never. I mean, when we would go, we did um. Oh, goodness, I can't remember the name right now because pregnancy brain makes me forget things. Describe it. The colonial character dining. Oh, yeah, the all-American colonial dining experience. Yeah, but I can't remember. I don't remember. I've never eaten called. there before. American. Um... No, you're thinking of the American adventure. I can't remember the name of it. I've talked about it before on the show. Liberty, 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 Tree, Liberty, Tavern. Liberty Tree Tavern. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so I've done that one before. We did that one when I was probably in middle school and we had my cousins who were little they were in elementary school my brother was in like fifth grade i think yeah and so we did that and that was really fun um but i really would like to do cinderella's royal table next time so let's talk a little bit about cinderella's royal table it is a well-known restaurant inside the castle on the second floor which can be accessed by either the circular staircase or by the elevator it was formerly known as king I'm guessing it's Stefan's. 
it's spelled S T E F A N. King Stefan's. It's know. either Stefan or Stefan. There's sure. I'm one of the. Two. I'm not sure. I'm not a big Sleeping Beauty person, so I don't really know. But that's her. That's Sleeping Beauty's dad's name. Okay. Which is really weird because this is inside of Cinderella's castle. Yeah. So it used to be King Stefan's banquet hall because they wanted a regal name. So they took it from Sleeping Beauty's father since there was no one well-known enough from Cinderella that met that criteria they were looking for. But they ended up changing the name on April 28th, 1997 to Cinderella's Royal Table because people were getting confused why Sleeping Beauty's right. dad had a restaurant in Cinderella's castle. It just didn't make sense. Um, my, my guess would be like, you know, um, franchise ex- expansion. Yep. You know? Multiverse of princesses. No. Well, I don't know if it's a multiverse. <laughs> I think they all live in the same collective universe. They do. In the Walt, Walt Disney Cinematic Universe. Yes. The Disney Cinematic Universe. DCU. Perfect. Hmm. That sounds like something that already exists. Um, I mean, maybe. I, I don't think any... I don't know of any deep dive into, like, how every film's related, like, people have done with Pixar or... Right. Pixar, definitely. Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting. Um, So, in the restaurant... I'm assuming they still do this. This information, I believe, was up to like 2018. So I'm assuming it's mostly still the same. But the restaurant refers to kids as princes and princesses and adults as lords and ladies. Cinderella greets guests in the foyer and then princesses visit guests during breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You would see princesses like Ariel, Aurora, Jasmine, Snow White, and Rapunzel. Those are some of the princesses that you would meet during that time. Now, since COVID, um, they were not doing any character meet and greets, but they have since brought back most all character meet and greets, I believe, at this point, since we're a few years out from that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not cross check who is still available to meet at Cinderella's Royal Table, but in the past, that's what it has been. Okay. And then the decor in the restaurant, there's many stained glass windows and medieval objects of the time. Also, there are more than 40 real coat of arms from families of some of the people who played a major part in construction and design of Walt Disney World. Wow. So some of these um, coat of arms that you would see are from families like Mark Davis, who we know is an animator Mm -hmm. and a park designer. Roy Disney himself, Walt's brother. John Hench, um, who designed the castles. And Diane Disney Miller, who we know is Walt's daughter. That was just some of them. There's also several others because there's 40 actual coat of arms there. Now let's talk about the redesigns and decorations that the castle has seen. Because there's some controversial ones here. So in February 17th of 2020, which was right before COVID, they were honoring the 70th anniversary of Cinderella. So Disney announced that they would be repainting the castle. Now they changed the roofs to more of a dark blue, Mm -hmm. a slight rose pink color, Mm -hmm. gold trim accents, and darker stone, which made it look a little bit more like Sleeping Beauty's castle. Um, I have to say, though, that's when I felt like Cinderella's castle really found its stride was when they did that. I love the look of it. Because the white and the blue is just... I don't prefer it. It looked older. It looked bad. I I think it looked bad. Yeah. If I if I, I thought it looked fine, but it looked like it was constantly outdated. And I think the new colors are just gorgeous. Um, now they were planning to keep the castle available to see with most all of the castle, um, open to the public. But because the park ended up closing from March to July because of COVID that year. They actually were able to get almost all of the work done while it was closed. They still had some like painting to finish up when it reopened in July of 2020. But the the update was done by the end of July of 2020. So they really lucked out on the timing of that. Now, I'm going to quiz you a little bit. Okay. I'm going to give you a date mm-hmm. and you try to guess what overlay the castle had at that time. Are you um, up for the challenge? Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick Google image search of ca- castle overlays. I'm not going to look at dates. I'm just going to, so I can kind of get and remember if, if well, that's okay. I think you're going to be able to do it without that. Okay. There's only four. Okay. Yeah, Um. go go for it. Okay. October 1st, 1996. Um, <clears throat> That was the um, 
So the park opened in 71. Yeah. So it was, I think that was the 25th anniversary birthday cake. It was. Very good. Oh, goodness. This was the 25th anniversary travesty. I like it. I think it was cake. I I like it, actually. I think it is just horrendous. I would love to have seen it. It looks like from Candyland. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Are you ready to find out what this decoration had going on? Because it's a lot. I'm yeah, just going to read yeah, yeah, yeah. it verbatim because it's just too much. It sounds like it's made up. So they had red and pink icing, giant candy canes, 26 glowing candles, and it lasted for 15 months. Now here's all of the specs for this. Ready? It took more than 400 gallons of pink paint to cover the castle, which was decorated with multicolored sprinkles, 26 candles ranging in height from 20 to 40 feet tall, 16 two-foot candy stars, 16 five-foot candy bears, 12 five-foot gumdrops, four six-foot stacks of lifesavers, 33-foot lollipops, 52-foot gumballs, and more than 1,000 feet of pink and blue inflatable icing was needed to finish off. And a partridge in a pear tree. I know. Yeah, that's what it, that's, that's literally that, what I yeah. felt like when I was um, reading this. I like the little lifesavers. It's just a travesty to me. It looks like know. a joke. I kind of dig it. I think that if I, I think that if I finally started like went to Disney World and that's what I saw, I'd be like a little disappointed like, that huh. they did that to me. Well, it was fifteen months long, so all the yeah. people that that was their first time going, mm-hmm. bless. It's a little disrespectful. Bless their hearts. It's like um, it's like uh, you know, it's like um, who was it? I think it might have been. There was a baseball player. It might have been Derek Jeter. He said, like, I always play my best because you never know when it's someone's very first game that they're seeing me play. And it's like, you should always dress your best because you never know. Like, every day someone's born who hasn't seen the castle. And then, like, you just give them that. I know. know. It's a little disrespectful. So good news for my family was Mm -hmm. it returned to its original state on January 31st, 1998. We first went in 2000. I have to tell you... um, that is like the most Michael Eisner move I've ever seen in my life. Yes, it is. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, that is like an Eisner move through I know. and through. I can just picture him standing in front of it so proud. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He was just so proud. All right. Are you ready for your next trivia question? Yeah. November 16th, 2004. Uh, Stitches um, take over the yes. castle. With I his... told you you didn't need pictures. Yeah, because I'm smart. <laughs> So we know that this is the grand opening Mm -hmm. day of Stitch's Great Escape, in which Stitch TP'd the castle and had fake graffiti of Stitch is King. It only lasted for opening day, and then it returned to its original state the next day. It was a 24-hour experience. That's fun. And it was in the days before vloggers when everyone, like, had to... Right. All go for it, you yes. know, and everyone just was like, "Oh, I'll surprise!" And then that was I know, it. I know. I, um, I'm on I board. think that one's fine. It's it's, it's still cute. disrespectful, but it's it was good. silly. But you know, it was harmless. Whatever. It was one day. Yeah. Um, disrespectful to the to the castle. I mean, yeah, not to the guests. <laughs> so the next ones, I don't have dates, but mm-hmm. do you know what the other two transformations were? Uh, there was a five year one. Five year, I think. Um, I thought now, you're, like a, now you're giving me trivia. I thought that there was like a five-year one for some reason. But maybe I'm incorrect about that. Um, anyways, I thought there was a five-year one. And also, oh, maybe that was Disneyland Paris. There's a five-year one. Maybe. Um, yeah, you know what? That was that was Disneyland Paris. Um, and then the 50th, obviously. Yes. So we have two 50ths. Uh-huh. Oh, they did, oh yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on. They did the 50th for Disneyland and they did the 50th for yes, Disney World. Yes, which I thought is weird that they celebrated mm-hmm. Disneyland's 50th also in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So they called that the happiest celebration on earth and slightly decorated um, Cinderella's castle for that mm-hmm. one. And then the world's most magical celebration, which we had the wonderful opportunity to attend, and that was Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this had all of the iridescent decorations that we loved so much. So those were the major castle overlays. You know what I like about the um, Disneyland 50th one is mm-hmm. that they had like gold figures of like different characters and stuff. Yes, they did. They had like Hakuna Matata and stuff like yes. the Lion King. Yes, Hakuna Matata. Yeah, I saw the boys walking around singing their song and I couldn't remember the name of the movie. Like that car commercial now that we have. Which, which car? Where oh, the dad is singing the and the, the kids in the background 
in the back seat are like laughing because their dad is singing, and then all of a sudden, a warthog and a meerkat and a lion. No, not a lion. An orange house cat. What? Yeah, it's an orange house cat. Straight up. Weird. I'm, I'm pretty positive it's a house cat. That's weird. Let me look it up. It's not like a baby lion. I don't think so. I don't know. That is an orange house cat. Nice. Awesome. I'll text you a picture of it. That's great. Fantastic. Well, I still think it's cute. That dog, don't hunt. That is so funny. Why, if they were going to CGI a warthog and a meerkat, why would they not just CGI a baby lion? (laughs) I don't know, but- uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. You may hear a little ping, but I'm I'm literally going to text it to you. That's okay. All right. So back to the castle. Just a few more things here. There are several stage shows, nighttime shows, et cetera, that have been changed throughout the years. So currently in Magic Kingdom at Cinderella's Castle, we have Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair throughout the day on the stage. Thumbs down. We heard that one like 80 times. I, I just don't like And by that 80, one. I mean like five. I, I just don't prefer it. Um, and then Happily Ever After at night, which this is a reboot and an update of Happily Ever After that we had from 2017 to 2021. A lot of people weren't happy when that went away. I know. So they brought it back. Yeah. They brought it back. I still am partial to Wishes, Um, which you never ought to see Wishes, Can I right? be honest with you? What? I do not care. Period. Yeah. It's nothing as bad as the Disneyland, like, what is that? Like, so in 2020, we DJ saw- DJ Remix. Yeah. It was like a DJ Remix thing in 2020 with like um, uh, the- Newer Mickey Mouse from the, you know, wonderful world of Mickey Mouse cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, not great. Not my favorite. It was I just, way too much. I'm, it's just like a a, a female voice singing a, a nice little melody with fireworks and overlays. Like, I don't care. It could be anything. I don't right. care. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that that's just people. I just think that people get a little too worked up about it. Like, I know that they've changed World of Color. I think World of Color is amazing. But as long as it's still doing the exact same thing, like I don't really care what's on it. I, I, I like the water effects and the lights and the fire. Right. I don't really care what story it's telling me yeah. unless it's Christmas and um, prep and landing. I know. Otherwise, <laughs> like I, it doesn't matter to me, you know? Sure. So that's just, yeah. that's just nighttime my spectacular is a nighttime grumpy spectacular. old man thought. And it is what it is. <laughs> so. Yep. All right. I have three more facts for you. Okay. One, there is only one other Cinderella's castle. Do you know which Disney park that is in oh. around oh. the world? Um, you have like four options. I want to say Shanghai. Not Shanghai. Not Hong. It's not Hong Kong. Is it Tokyo? It is Tokyo. Yeah. Yep. So Tokyo Disneyland has the only other Cinderella's castle. And in 2016, Shanghai Disney took over as the world's tallest Disney castle at 197 feet. So Cinderella's castle held that title as the world's tallest Disney castle until just 2016, when Shanghai said. Let's make it a few feet taller. Mm-hmm. See if Do we, we don't can know get how as high close the, um, to that as possible. How high the Hong Kong Tower is? Um, is it exactly the same as Walt Disney World or slightly um, shorter? Because they just redid it and it's like a master. Oh, 167 feet? Yeah, wow, so it's it looks shorter. so much bigger, doesn't it? Force perspective, man. Yeah. Geez. Well, also, they did have the Disneyland castle there before, like Sleeping Beauties. So... Um, it's going to look a lot bigger because right. of what preceded it. Absolutely. I really want to go to Tokyo Disneyland I think and Disney so Seas cool. and whatnot. I know. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Well, someday. Someday. All right. Last fact for you here. The partner statue of Walt and Mickey holding hands was actually not added to Magic Kingdom until 1995. I actually knew that. You did know that. I don't remember where I've heard it, but I've heard that. Yeah, it was not a part of the original design. It was not added until about 20-ish, 24 years later after the park opened. And it was designed and sculpted by Imagineer Blaine Gibson. Yeah, and and if I'm not mistaken, it was like the early 90s when the Disneyland partner statue was added too. So it was kind of a later edition. And I think that's why I knew that. Yeah, makes sense. So yes, that's what I have for you about Cinderella's Castle. That's cool. Nazis and com- 100 feet taller than Disneyland. We need to be done. And... I'm putting the Nazis to bed. I'm... <laughs> Go to sleep. I'm done with you. All We're done you. with the Nazis. All of you. Get I out. didn't realize how much German history we would get when going through this Park Icon series. Yeah. Never would have expected that in my life. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, Yeah. Good, uh, good, good little thing. Do you want to, um, 
What do you, I mean? Uh, do you want to? Hmm. Um, I thought I had something, and I clearly don't. I felt like when we were on, in California, I said I had two things I wanted to mention. One was the churros, and the other one was something else. And I completely and I was like, I'm gonna write it down. I didn't write it down. And was it not the foodie Aloha shirt? No, it wasn't because I don't think I was gonna mention that. Maybe it was. I don't know. But I thought uh, it was. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff all around. Um, we should definitely eat at Cinderella's Royal Table. Yes. I think that'd Send be us fun. your feedback. If you've eaten there, mm-hmm. tell us what's good, what's not good. Is it worth is it worth all that money? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like it probably is. Like I would think do you have, so. did you look at the menu? Mm-hmm. I've yeah, seen there's the a little yep. something for everyone. Um yep. the wine flights look good. The like cocktails are all very like light. You're not gonna get like a smoky bourbon there. Sure. You're gonna get like a mimosa or well, it's a or, regal or restaurant. Something with like a floral gin or whatever, but uh Otherwise, it looks good. Yeah. So catch us uh, for the continuation of this Park Icon series where we are going to make this last a little longer because we want to talk about some of the ones think, that aren't necessarily icons or are no longer icons. three more, yep. but there may be four. I just don't know. Yeah, we'll see. For sure. Um, great. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us. Thank you guys so much for participating and listening um, along with us. We've actually uh, seen a huge spike in uh, listenership over the last month, and that has been really encouraging and um, really, really exciting to see. Thanks again to our sponsor, Deep Cut, for um, your uh, for your support of the show. Um, you can get 10% off your first order of record displays or accessories using the code TPA10 at checkout. Uh, thank you again, everyone, too, who has given us um, nice reviews and uh, and ratings online. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate that and the um, visibility that gives us on Apple Podcasts. And um, we, we really not only enjoy doing this show, but we also really enjoy, you know, hearing back from people who listen and enjoy it. It's it's um, it's it's really fun and it, and it makes it really makes it kind of worthwhile and, and exciting. So um, catch us next week for I don't know which one we're going to do. Maybe the Matterhorn, perhaps, or maybe not. You'll have to uh, listen to find out. Start in Canada, start in Adventureland. <laughs>